Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Football season may be over, but there's plenty of basketball left. And now we have a message from our friends at Bet Online. From the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. All you have to do is head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's right. Just use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to get started. And hey, it's not just the basketball, right? Hockey, boxing, UFC odds, and a heck of a lot more. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, it's all about Bet Online, your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Hi, this is Bob Costas, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter is back with you all over the major platforms like Spotify, Google, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, and more. Wherever you get podcasts on your smartphone device, Check it out. The ML Sports Platter, part of the Believe Podcast Network. We are brought to you by Stanley Law Offices, Chick-fil-A of Cicero and Clay, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and our terrific friends over at Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company. If you're in and around the western New York area, make sure you head on over there. They're in Victor. The place is amazing. A great list of beers, and you can go to stumblingmonkeybeer.com. They've got the crawlers, the growlers on tap. They're open all the time, so make sure you pop on over and grab yourself a delicious beer from Stumbling Monkey Brewing Company, the official brewery of the ML Sports Platter. I am thrilled and honored and delighted to bring onto the program one of the best in the business. He's been a columnist for years. He's an author of three New York Times bestsellers, and honestly, this one's going to be a fourth one without question. It is brand new. It is out, and it's called Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski, the definitive biography of one of the greatest coaches of all time in any sport. And of course, it is written by the New York Post sports columnist, our good buddy, Ian O'Connor. Ian, congratulations. Thank you so much for a few minutes. Thanks Thanks a lot for having me, Mike. Much appreciated. Mike Krzyzewski, is he the greatest college basketball coach on the men's side of all time? I think so. I think I'd put him slightly ahead of John Wooden. To me, Mike, it's sort of a 1-1-A situation with the two of them. Now, I wrote that for the New York Post a while back, and, and a lot of old-timers thought I was crazy. They, they, they basically reduced that comparison to 10 national titles to five, and how could you make that argument? And my point is that, well, they both went to 12 Final Fours. Mysiszewski has won about 530 more games than John Wooden, so to me, durability matters. 530 is a lot of extra wins, as you know, and... I think that he did it in a time and place in college basketball where it was much more difficult to pull it off. And in terms of the one and done era of the game and all the, the chains that he had to adapt to 
the parity in college basketball that Krzyzewski had to deal with. I just, frankly, I don't want to say anything that John Wooden accomplished was easy, but I think that the time he did it in, it was easier to to build and maintain a dynasty. I, I don't really, if somebody wants to put him one and put Krzyzewski 1A or two, I don't have a major problem with that. You asked me a question, that's, that's my opinion, that I would still put Coach K at the top of the at the top of the mountain. I think he's there by by a hair, if nothing else. Yeah, I I, I kind of am, am with you because the evolution of the game and how he's adapted. He and Nick Saban are a lot alike in that regard. Um, and, and Coach K again, the one and done you mentioned. Uh, hell, two and done. Right? You got the parity. You've got the evolution and in, in, in creation of the three point shot. Uh, uh, all, all these different mid majors. Well, how about Mike? How about the transfer portal? I was just about you know, to was, that, absolutely. That was at the very end of his career, yep. but I actually think that was a factor in his retirement. I, I think so too. You know, so I, I think you're onto something there. How did he end up at Duke? How about that story? Well, he was coaching at Army, and it's amazing that his final season at Army, he was nine and seventeen. <laughs> if you're an ACC athletic director <laughs> like Tom Butters at Duke, how the hell do you hire? And nine and seventeen coach in army, and he asked that question to a number of his advisors, Steve Vesendak, who was a, a new official at the time at Duke and a former player, a very good one. He uh, he was pro Shashevsky. He had seen him coach. He liked the defensive centric approach that that Coach K had, and he sold him pretty strongly to Tom Butters, the AD at Duke, and said, "Hey, don't worry about the fact that nobody's heard of this guy. Nobody could spell his name or pronounce it." You like defense. This guy's all about defense. He's a really good coach. Look at his overall body of work at Army. And he was great in the interview process. Butters wanted to hire him. His gut told him, hire him. But he, he kept saying, how do I hire a 9-17 and 17 coach from Army? <laughs> but he finally got there. The field of candidates probably wasn't the strongest at the time. And also, Bob Knight went to bat for him. So you put all those things together. And, and Coach K gets a chance at a dream job. And then, of course, early on, he struggled and almost got fired. So that in and of itself is an amazing story that he somehow survived those first few years. I'm wondering, I always love asking this to authors who write these definitive, just wall-to-wall A to Z biographies. What caused you to write this biography now? Was it because he was close to the end? I can't remember what the timing was. I think you started on the book a while back. We're going to have it out not knowing that Coach K was going to retire. Um, but w- when did the thought come in your mind about, hey, the rise and reign of Mike Krzyzewski, I, I want to write the bio for-, for Coach K because a lot of people decide, you know, hey, to write a bio halfway through a career and then when the career is done or when somebody passes. What was What was your thinking behind it and take us through the timeline? Well, my previous biography was on Belichick. So good. And another iconic coach. Thank you. And, and the book did well. And so I had, I'd always been fascinated by Krzyzewski in that program. I was there for some of his biggest moments, including his biggest, in my opinion, the Leitner shot in Philadelphia against Kentucky, which is probably the greatest shot in the history of college basketball. I was courtside for that. <laughs> and and so and I was there in Cameron a little bit for the Hurley Leitner Grand Hill years and so I, I think it was, I generally don't like to do, after doing Belichick, I honestly was not necessarily looking to do another icon, iconic coach back to back. So it was really more my literary agent and the publisher was interested in Krzyzewski and and I, I embraced it. It didn't take much persuading because I have been fascinated by, by him from a distance. 
and seeing his program in the early years of the dynasty up close, like I did the, like I mentioned, the Grand Hill Leitner Hurley years at Duke. So it was, it was not hard to convince me to, to take it on. And I would say the, the Patriots are like the Kremlin. So that, and, and Belichick asked a lot of people not to talk to me. And that that actually it created such a challenge that I think it made me better, better as a reporter, better as a researcher, and it made me more resourceful. I wouldn't say Duke is the Kremlin. I would say it's more like the CIA, a little more manageable, a challenge. And I was up for it, and I thought, having survived the, the, the war with Belichick and company, that I was battle-hardened to take on the Duke machine, and I will let the readers decide whether or not I pulled that off. How are Bill Belichick and Mike Krzyzewski similar, and how are they different? Good question, Mike. They're similar in that they prepare better than anybody else. Their attention to detail is ridiculous. Situation, they practice situational football and basketball more and better than, than everybody else. The difference really is that, and they both inspire their players, their athletes that way, but Belichick's not an emotion guy, and Krzyzewski is. Krzyzewski twice at least charged into his locker room with the lights off and, and acted as the Mel Gibson character in Braveheart, William Wallace. <laughs> charged him once with his West Point saber, another time with some sort of flaming arrow. And I got different accounts on, on how, how that scene unfolded, but it, it, Belichick would never, ever do something like that. And Krzyzewski is a berater. He, in practice, I mean, he does it, he, he has a lot of Bob Knight in him still, but he would never cross the line of physical contact, but he will get in your face and say some really tough, degrading things about you to inspire you. Belichick is really, he does that more with sarcasm in the film room. He, he would do it with Brady to earn points with the guys in the middle and at the bottom of the roster. Hey, I'm cutting down Tom Brady in front of you. Therefore you need to fall in line too. So where Belichick would inspire with preparation and sarcasm, Krzyzewski would do it with preparation and extreme emotion in your face, berating, profane, and he would come up to the line and, and there would be confrontations with players that could get pretty ugly and close to where you think one player told me there are times you think like the next step here is a punch. <laughs> and, and of course that never happened. So he was smart enough to go up to that line and pushing his players to, to extend the boundaries of, of their achievement but never to cross that line. And, and, and clearly that separated him from his mentor at Army, Bob Knight. Coach K, the rise and reign of Mike Krzyzewski. The author is Ian O'Connor. He's our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by Stanley Law Offices and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Out today, day one, February 22nd of 2022. You can get it online where books are sold in major bookstores as well. Was there ever a time during the book uh, research, interviews, whatever, where you said, man, I am still a little shocked that this guy didn't take a crack at the NBA, especially with the accolades in the Olympic world and USA basketball, Ian. I think, I think, Mike, and there were different opportunities. 1990, the Celtics came after him hard. It was Dave Gavitt in there and Red Auerbach, and there was a little bit of a split in power where Krzyzewski felt that he hadn't won the national title yet. He was Marv Levy before Marv Levy. He couldn't win the big one. Well, maybe I should go to the NBA and try to win the big one there. Dave Gavitt really wanted him to coach the Celtics. Red Auerbach was concerned about hiring a college coach, and Krzyzewski felt that. And I think that's really the reason he didn't take that job. He, he, he had a flirtation with the Trailblazers. I believe that was 94. I have it in the book. 
But the next big one was the Lakers in 04, and Kobe personally wanted him to take that job. Of course, if Kobe Bryant played college basketball, it looked like he would play at Duke for Coach K. So he wanted Coach K there in Los Angeles, and Krzyzewski seriously considered that. At the end of the day, decided, you know what? At, at Duke, you just have more control over your success. He had a great thing going there. He won some national titles. It had, and really, look at it this way. Mike, when you win in the NBA, you get penalized in the draft. You pick last. Mm -hmm. In college basketball, when you win, you pick first. The best players in, in high school basketball want to play for you when you win. And in, in, in the pros, you're drafting at the bottom of the first round, so you get penalized for winning. So I think he felt he had more control over winning in college. And then, of course, later on, he got the best of both worlds. He got to coach LeBron and Kobe at the Olympics and then Kevin Durant while also staying at Duke. So I think it worked out in a perfect way for him. What era is the greatest in Duke basketball history under Coach K? I, I know it's easy to say the early 90s, but with all the adapting and, and change in the game that we've already alluded to, you, know, you could you could chase down 2010 to 15-ish, right, where he won two titles. Um, you could go kind of a, a bunch of different directions. You could go 99 to 2001 or two with the team that lost in the final, the Khalid Alamine and UConn and, and Rip Hamilton and that group, Vosco, Ricky Moore off the bench, uh, you know, wins, they win the title in 2001. Um, Duke does. What era is the best under him? Well, yeah, you could make the argument really, if you look at 10 to 15, 10 and 2010, he wins with a traditional upperclassman Duke team and then turns around and by 2015 he's winning with a one and done team that's a that's a hell of an achievement to do that to pull that off but I'm sorry and maybe I'm biased because of my age and because I I was there for for some of that Hurley Leitner Grand Hill team but to go back to back yeah and to get to the final in 91 you really look at starting in 86 he goes to the final and they're winning late he makes the mistake of taking the air out of the ball against louisville and loses that game in part because of that decision they go to the final four in 88 they go to the final four in 89 to go to the national title game in 90 get destroyed by that vegas team come back and beat that unbeatable vegas team in 91 at the final four beat kansas then the following year to beat bob knight indiana which started the end that was the beginning of the end of that relationship and then to come back two nights later and beat the Fab Five, to me, you have to go with, if you want to say 90 because they got to the final, but at least 91-92, it's the only time they ever went back-to-back. -back. It was the period of time where Leitner, he becomes the most accomplished player in Duke history, makes the greatest shot in the history of the sport. I think you have to stick with at least 91-92. If you want to throw 90 in there as well, I wouldn't argue with you. Mike Krzyzewski's win record. Does it stand a test of time, the test of time? Um, I mean, my goodness, Jim Beheim's not going anywhere, and if he gets his wins back, who knows, right? So how long does this last with him at the top? That's a good question. I, I think I don't think Beheim will get there, and he's at – so let's see, Krzyzewski's at close to 1,200. I think he's at 1,192. I could be off one right now. So he'll get to – I think he'll get to 1,200. And uh, Beheim, it depends. If he gets those wins back, yeah. that, that's a different story. He's right there. And, and that's an interesting question, by the way, because Coach K used it 
and an ineligible player in 1999, that great team that lost to UConn in the final for 37 victories. Corey McGetty was not eligible to play, but he played. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and he took, it came out later, he took money from a, it wasn't much money, it was a couple grand from uh, an AAU coach. But those victories were not taken away. I asked Beheim about that. And because they're, they're almost like best friends, it was a tough question to ask him. You lost victories over violations. Well, they used a player who was not eligible for 37 victories. Should Coach K have lost those 37? He sort of hemmed and hawed a little bit. <laughs> Again, he's, he's almost his best friend, if not his best friend in coaching. But a, a lot of coaches around college basketball said, you know what, if that was a different school, things would have ended differently with the NCAA ruling on that. I had one rival ACC coach competing against Coach K a lot and said every time something came up at Duke, somebody found a sinkhole somewhere and just flushed it, and there was no investigation or no thorough investigation. So there was definitely a feeling in college basketball that Duke always got the benefit of the doubt from the NCAA, which really had very little interest in investigating its signature program. What do you hope people say about Coach K uh, when they're done reading this book? And what do you hope they say about, you know, you and the book in general? Well, starting with me, I just hope fairness is always the biggest thing to me, Mike. And I think fairness, honesty, thoroughness, accuracy, all those things, but really fairness above all, because the flaws, the negatives are included in this account. They have to be. I'm not asking Mike Krzyzewski to like that or understand that even. It's probably tough as a public figure to lead effect, uh, to read effectively an autopsy on your life and, and understand that the negatives and the mistakes have to be part of the account or else it's not an honest account. So I imagine that's difficult to come to terms with. So I'm not sure what his reaction would be to the, to the book, but as far as he's concerned, I, I think he's lived a great American life. I think he was put on this planet to lead people to win basketball games. And that's what he's done better than maybe anybody else ever in his, in his sport, maybe in any sport, and, and listen, he's a flawed man, like everybody else, and maybe not necessarily a nice guy, but I think a good man and a great leader. I think that's his legacy. So what does the future of Duke look like without him? He's going to be involved. I, he's, he's a man without many hobbies. He doesn't play golf. He's not a big reader. He does a little gardening. He used to play tennis. But I don't think physically he's doing much of that anymore. He's keeping his office at Duke. I think he's going to be a, a fixture there. He's going to be a presence. He got his guy, John Shire, appointed. A very young coach. He's never coached anywhere else. The university offered the job to Tommy Amaker before Coach K got in there and sort of broke that up and, and made sure his guy, Shire, got the job because he could maintain more influence and control over Shire than he would Tommy Amaker a coach who's in his mid-50s, has been a head coach at three Division One places, has his own ideas on how to run a program. So I think Coach K is going to be pretty involved in, and fairly visible around that program. Okay, let's cross over Krzyzewski to all the other sports. We mentioned Belichick. Saban was mentioned. Uh, you have Arbeck, again, mentioned. Phil Jackson, uh, all the elite NFL coaches as well, Lombardi, on and on it goes. Does does Coach K make that all-time sports sort of Mount Rushmore four, you know, with whomever? I mean, is he does he make it that far up? I, I know that you had said that he's the greatest college coach of all time on the men's side, but what about when we start crossing over into everything else with accomplishments, titles, accolades, 
does he make the cut? He belongs on the highest level. I think there's no question about that, Mike. Now, is he uh, one of the top four coaches in the history of American sports? I, I don't know if I'd put him in the top four. I think you put Belichick ahead of him simply because, well, Belichick also won two as a coordinator with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So that's eight rings. And again, in the NFL particularly, you get penalized for winning big time. Not only are you drafting at the bottom, you're also getting penalized in free agency with the salary cap, with with the schedule. It's you know, so the NFL is all about parity and bringing you back to the middle, bringing you back down to earth. So for him to pull that off, where if he wins a championship, he's drafting last, as opposed to Mike winning a championship, you're signing better recruiting classes because of that. So yeah, I, I think it's harder to it's it's hard to compare the college barons, if you will to the professional icons because I think the in the pros you're facing more obstacles than you do in, in college. On the other hand, you, you could argue your key, uh, he, Bill Belichick had Tom Brady for two decades. And, and Mike Krzyzewski had Christian Leitner for four years. So so there, there's that. You can argue on the college side as well. But I would just say simply, if you're talking about the elite of the elite in, in coaching in the history of this country, Mike Krzyzewski has to be on that level. Final question that I have for you is, you know, as we go through and learn through this book more and more and more about Coach K, what, what is something inside the walls that you did not expect in your research and writing this book? You're like, oh, that happened? Oh, that happened? Something in the world of Coach K that just struck you that you didn't see coming? I didn't realize how good of a communicator he is. In other words, when he's sitting with you one-on-one, he can make you feel like you're the only other person in the world, Mike, no matter where you're from, how old you are, what your race is, your gender, your financial background. Like He's unbelievable in those settings. So that's a part of his hidden leadership that that we just don't see. And, and so many players and staffers talked about that, but I would say uh, the thing that comes to mind is, is really, well, it's funny because I sat behind him for the first time and, and I don't think you asked the question this way, but I'll, I'll, I'll give you this answer. His profanity is off the charts. He's the most <laughs> profane coach I've ever sat around. It, it's, it's pretty unbelievable. that Some of the things that come out of his mouth. I remember at the 99 sweet 16 against Steve Alford in Southwest Missouri state for two and a half hours. It was intense, man. And I, I curse a lot too. So I wasn't morally offended. I was entertained, <laughs> but he, he blasted Quinn Snyder a couple of times his own assistant coach and the refs and players, you name it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, I, I think that. One thing that surprised me, maybe above all, is that his players, when I asked them, how important is it, his image? The fact that Duke is looked at as the last shining city on top of a corrupt hill that is major college athletics. And, and to a man, they said winning is much more important to him than that. Wow. And that um, surprised me. I, I think it's important, wow. but they all said winning is much more important to him than his image. Hmm. Uh, by the way, I, I have no doubt that Beheim was pretty great for this book, huh? When you talked to him, <laughs> he was good. Okay, yeah, I talked to him for a couple of hours at JFK. I think Syracuse was he- heading to Italy during the summer for a for a tour, so I met him at JFK. We sat down and talked for I don't know, a good ninety minutes. Anyway, it might have been two hours. He well, was waiting for his plane. So, so yeah, Jim was really good. Okay, very cool. Are you coming up for Duke Syracuse? Uh, I am not only because I have book commitments elsewhere, 
but uh, I would love to. I'm sure that'll be a fun game. And obviously the last time two close friends get to tee it up and looking forward to, to watching that from afar. No doubt. While the book is out, major bookstores online where books are sold, Ian O'Connor is the author, Coach K, The Rise and Reign of Mike Krzyzewski, and you can follow Ian on Twitter at Ian underscore O'Connor. The terrific New York Post sports columnist is at nypost.com as well. This will be another New York Times bestseller. This will be another one of the greatest books that I've ever read. Ian, I can't thank you enough for, for coming on with little old me. I know you've got so many interviews out there on the national side and everything else. And uh, let's talk again down the line when you're in central New York, lunch on me. Okay. Oh, absolutely. Mike, Hey, you did me a favor, man. So I appreciate that. And you do a great job. You ask very informed questions. So thanks for having me on. And now a quick word from our friends at Nord VPN. Hey, listen, what's more important than peace of mind? Absolutely nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you're online. And with all the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe that's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. Also a quick message from our good friends over at Athletic Greens. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and more to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports your nervous system, immune system, energy, focus, recovering, and more. Uh, it's terrific stuff. It's also lifestyle-friendly, and it fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. So reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That is it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com believe. That's athleticgreens.com believe, B-L-E-A-V. And uh, hey, get it right now and take ownership of your health with Athletic greens. Make sure you download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. The ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms like Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Deezer, uh, anywhere you get podcasts on your smartphone device. Hit me on Twitter at Mike L Sports and be on the lookout for all the social media cha- uh, channels with the uh, ML Sports takes and a heck of a lot more. Uh, a lot coming down the pipe here in, in the very near future. Big time, big time thanks again to Ian O'Connor. Go grab his book, The Definitive Bio on Coach K online where books are sold, and of course in bookstores as it is released today. I'm Mike Lindsley. Thanks for listening to the show. It's all brought to you by Burn Dairy, Bertonese Hardware, and our great friends over at Welch & Company Jewelers. Log on to welchjewelers.com today. Shop the showcase with Welch & Company Jewelers and do want to throw a tip of the cap. Thank you as well out there to the Swan and Whitaker families for their support of the platform as well as Barks & Rec Doggy Daycare and Ken's Auto Detailing. As I always tell you, enjoy the games.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.